Hello! You are welcome to the Apostle Frederick Kaluluma podcast channel for yet another powerful, sobering, and inspiring word from God. Grab your Bibles, pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick Kaluluma from the City of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed. This afternoon, I'm going to share on uh, a very simple subject, and I know you are very interested in your destiny, and that's why you came here. <laughs> There's somebody in the overflow who's really, <laughs> who's really making our day. <laughs> Praise God! I need to, I need, I need to greet them before the conference is done. Praise God. <laughs> I think they are happy. Okay, give me a signal if we can switch. Okay. Matthew chapter number 19 and verse 7. Permitted you to divorce your wives, but from the beginning it was not so. Now, Jesus is very interesting here. Because the difference between the time of Moses and the time of Jesus is about 1,400 years. So just because something had been persisting for 1,400 years did not mean it was the will of God. Notice it says he permitted. So there is such a thing as functioning in a lower level than what God has designed. And for 1,400 years, Moses who was even a leader of the people had to permit them because of the hardness of their hearts. Being a pastor, I can tell you, for me, one of the greatest temptations, uh, I, I don't know if other pastors face that temptation, but one of the greatest temptations sometimes is to lower the standard. It's to lower the message. Maybe that's why Paul exhorted Timothy and said, preach the word. Because you know, you might find yourself at times you are standing before the people and you know of five people who've told you they're having trouble with unemployment and the Lord has told you to give a word that none of you can be unemployed. And for us as ministers of the gospel, we have a mandate to preach the word, to preach it as it is. Praise God. And so, though about 1,400 years from the time of Moses to Jesus, and for all these years, people had accepted a standard that was lower. They were functioning from something permissive. But when Jesus came, he pointed out and said, that's not the way it was in the beginning. In short, this is not the original plan. This is not how it was supposed to be. Praise God. You may have come to this place and your life is full of oppression. It's full of sickness. It's full of disease. It's full of stagnation. Doesn't matter how long it has gone on. I'm sure it's not 1,400 years. 
If it is, you need to say hi to Methuselah because you've, you've just beaten his record. Praise God. But interestingly, it refers to how it was in the beginning. So I want us to go back to the beginning. I want us to go to Genesis chapter number 1 and verse 26. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26. And God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So, you may have come here and you're saying, Pastor, for me it's always been like this. This is just the, the way the situations go for me. I'm living my life under a curse. I'm living my life under this. I'm living my life under this. Maybe because uh, you may come here and you, maybe you believe that because uh, somebody did something 50 years ago, it's affected you for the rest of your life. I'm here to tell you that's not the way it was in the beginning. And the beginning is older than any person that you can think has set your pattern for you. From the beginning, God set our pattern. He set it. And he said, let them have dominion. That's the pattern that he set. Let them have dominion. Somebody say dominion. dominion. Say it again, dominion. dominion. And I, 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 want, I find it interesting, ladies and gentlemen, that the person whom God first gave these words to, has a very interesting genealogy. He has a very interesting one. And I thought we might look at it. You know those verses we don't read, eh? Luke 3. <laughs> there are verses that people just don't read, and these are some of them. And so I wonder, you know, there are those who survive on uh, whatever their application tells them to read that day or there's that method for where you drop the Bible and you open it and wherever it opens, <laughs> that's your word for the day. Now, what if one day you open it and you find you are guest with a guest? <laughs> Do you close it and then... <laughs> that's why you should go to church and join foundation school. <laughs> okay, we are in Luke 3. Eh? I want us to see from verse uh, 36. Luke is giving an account of the history of Jesus and were good historians. He was able to trace Jesus uh, not in terms of because we know he was a son of God but he was able to trace his adopted parents. Praise God. And so he says the son of Canaan, I've skipped a lot of the son of by the way. The son of there is this guy in the Bible <laughs> Somebody should name their son that. <laughs> the son of Arthur's, whatever you want to pronounce it as. The son of Shem, the son of Noah, the son of Lamech. Let's go on. The son of Methuselah, the son of Enoch, the son of Jared, the son of Mahalaleo, <laughs> the son of Canaan. Let's continue. The son of Enosh. Let's read this one together. The son of, uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Hey. 
Don't you find it interesting that the one who given dominion, there was something about Adam. Adam was not a son of flesh. Adam was literally a son of God. And I want you to know that this earth has been mandated from the beginning to respond to sons of God. Already designed that way. It was designed to respond to sons of God. Praise the Lord. It was designed that way. But then we know what happened. The four came. And when the four came, Jesus described what man started doing. Praise God. Let's look at John 3. And I want us to see verse 6. Let's, let's, let's start with John 1. Okay? Start with John 1. There's so much to go to. But I just wanted us to have that picture. That from the beginning, there is a pattern that was set. And the pattern that was set is that the earth was supposed to respond to sons of God. Now we know that Adam fell short of the glory of God. And from that started reproducing after his own kind. And he was reproducing flesh. 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 But then we're told of another man. Another man that came. For him, his origin, again, is not from the human side. Notice it says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was with God in the beginning. Through him were all things made, and without him was nothing which was made. So personality is given to this person, right? And as you keep going, we see something. Let's go all the way in verse 9. That was a true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. Uh-huh. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. Uh-huh. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as has received him, to them, there's something he gave them. He says, to them, he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name. And then we are taught something about the birth of these people. And that's why it's called being born again. Look at the next verse. It says, who were born not of blood. So this is not after the pattern of the first Adam. It's not that birth that you got from your parents. It says, no of the will of the flesh. No of the will of man, but of God. Praise the Lord. And I can assure you, God reproduces after his own kind. He produces after his own kind. That's what he does. Praise God. I'm telling you, after this message, you'll never go before him and say, Father, I come before you as a grasshopper. I'll tell you what. You may think it's being humble, but you're simply saying, my father is a grasshopper because a grasshopper reproduces after its kind. You realize that it's not pride to call yourself God's righteousness. I'll give you the title soon. We're still building. Praise God. Tell someone, your life will never be the same again. Never. How can it be? Praise God. So he came to his own. And then of his own, there was a select number of people who decided to receive him. And when they received him, he gave them. There's something he gave them. He gave them the power to become children of God. 
And don't forget that the earth was already designed to listen to these kind of people. It already knows. It says children not born of flesh. I want you to understand something. Flesh is limited. Flesh is limited. Flesh is limited. And flesh, flesh is interesting. Take your seats. John 3. Let's look at verse 6. Jesus introduces the concept of being born again. And he says something. You know, this morning I took some time to think and reflect. And for the first time in, in a long time, I remembered a time when I was not born again. The darkness. The darkness. For now, I would want everyone set up, please. The darkness in the heart, the darkness in the mind. Shaka Dali. <laughs> and you know something? Some people who you think are the ones, they come to our offices. The darkness. They come. I'm telling you, they constantly come. And somebody can have five degrees but doesn't know how to live. Because they don't have the light. Just look at the confusion in the world. They want to give prizes to someone for changing their gender. Run out of what to do. You can see it's clear darkness. Even the arguments don't make sense against each other. You know, I'm a, I'm a social scientist by profession. Everything you read in social science. Now listen, everything you read in social science, they're all arguing with each other. Everyone argues. They just can't come to a realization of this thing called truth. They just argue, argue. No, this one says this. No, the Marxists say this. No, the liberalists say this. No, these ones say this. And so as we're trained to study their arguments. So he says something. He says that which is born of the flesh is flesh. And this is the first birth. This is the birth that someone experiences from their mother and father. They are born of the flesh. That's why that flesh can be born with a sickness. If it was carried in the flesh. That's why that flesh can be born with a temper. <laughs> now I'm saying. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Haven't you seen a two month baby? And you can tell this guy. <laughs> the breast milk is just withdrawn for one minute. <laughs> and, and you know. Talking to mothers, you know, they can actually identify the characteristics of the child from like two, three days old. Like, I know this one, ah, castabonness. And you know, sometimes we pamper these things. <laughs> Praise God. But there is a better place. This flesh, it's limited. This flesh. Whether can instruct it and tell it, um, okay. So for you, whenever it's rainy season, you just always have sores on your legs. And someone says, what can I do? It's my allergy. Oh, after this meeting. <laughs> no, you will learn who must dominate who. Praise God. This flesh, it will tell you your personality type. What can I do? It's my person. Hey. 
It says, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. But there is another birth. It says, that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Now, before we get excited, I want you to see something about that which is born of the spirit. Give me the next verse. Do not marvel that I say to you, you must be born again. Uh Uh-huh. Next one. The wind blows where it wishes. And you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell it, cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who's born of the Spirit. Do you see that? The limitations are pulled off. To the one who is born of the Spirit, the limitations are pulled off. It says the wind blows where it wishes. So if the wind decides that I'm no longer allergic, it's no longer allergic. And, and there is no formula. There is no scientific formula. That's why we call it a miracle. The wind blows where it wishes. That hair can grow again. I'm telling you. No, you can decide today that you're stepping out of unemployment. The wind blows where it wishes. So Jesus gives us a characteristic of these people who are born of the Spirit. They experience what the Bible calls glorious liberty. And then I want you to understand something. That the earth has been designed to listen to such people. Everything has ears. Listen. Let me tell you how I started practicing everything having ears. Take your seats, please. Take your seats. Let me tell you how I started practicing every, everything having ears. Now, just hold on. Um, the, the thing that happened with me with studying the scriptures is I took the word of God as it is. No one, uh, before anyone could tell me that when I'm studying the Bible, I'm the woman with the issue of blood. I had already read as he is in heaven. So when I'm reading the story of the woman with the issue of blood, I wasn't seeing myself as a woman with the issue of blood. There was, there, there was Jesus. I'm serious. <laughs> you know, choose yourself well in the scriptures. You can't always be the woman with the issue of blood. So, I made a decision. So I would be reading and I would see all those things. And then I remember uh, somewhere 2013, we had a conference and, you know, someone got touched by the Lord. And so I received a call the next day. It was July 2nd, 2013. And I hear uh, a person saying, no, I was at your meeting and I saw the healing, so I'm bringing my mother. I said, bring it on. You know, I was thinking it's one of those, you know, those simple things, you know, ulcers, uh, those stomach pains, you know, those those. Those are usually five, six seconds, praise God. And so, the person comes in. I was with that, that young man over there, uh, Dylan. I was with uh, my sister. And the person comes in on crutches. And the first thing they said is, Man of God, I want to run. And I will not pretend I had a lot of faith that day. I looked and I wanted to say, no, I'm not yet a man of God. I'm still a boy of God. <laughs> I was 18 years old. And we sat down. I started preaching the word. I was, that day, that's not my best day as a minister. 
I was diverting. I was just trying to show her how the heart is important, all those things. I wanted just to talk about how, you know, your soul attend. She didn't want, she wasn't going to listen. She wanted to run. And we checked, and her issue was that one of her legs was shorter. And we had time, it was at home. So we got a ruler and measured, and it was 22 centimeters, 22 or 23. I said, Lord, what have I gotten myself into with these kinds of sermons? You know, these sermons, they bring things. <laughs> People bring cases. <laughs> People bring cases to you. They, when you preach these kinds of messages, people come with the most difficult situations. But that's when the anointing is stirred up. And so I remember we sat and I prayed for her. I said, in the name of Jesus, I command this leg to grow out. And then nothing happened. And so in a quick second, I made a decision to ask her to check. Maybe her eyes would see better than mine. Because, you know, when you've been seeing something for a long time, maybe she'll notice a tiny difference. And then after she notices it, I'll encourage her. <laughs> I didn't know what else to do. And so I told her to check. And I remember the moment we said check, we just said, poof. And it popped out. And she was screaming. She's like, ah! 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 And then I was there pretending I knew it was going to happen. I was just like, you know? <laughs> Praise God. But after everything happened, I had a talk with the Lord. <laughs> and I heard the Lord say, I created the world. You think I can't grow a leg. And I remember we posted that testimony online. When we posted it online, we started experiencing strange things because everyone saw it. And so next thing, uh, I receive a call and a certain gentleman says, I have the same problem. Um, can I come see you? And I said, sure. And I remember meeting them. Um, I was coming by bus on a car, so I had to meet them. And hey, they were huge men. I'm thinking, my goodness, if nothing works here, and you know, we go home, but by this time, you know, it has, it had now raised, and said me, and his name was Noel, and he says he had an accident about 10 or 11 years before that, and so they had to cut an inch of his bone. So because of that, there was an inch missing, and then they also put metal plates in the hand, so he couldn't, and we said, okay, fine, we're going to pray. And I remember we started praying. should have seen the grown men, tears. They're like, oh, what's happening? What's happening? And we were praying for the leg. And also the men weren't there anymore. So that started leading to somebody else, to somebody else, to somebody else. Before I knew it, I got a visit. And the person comes and says, hi, I'm a Muslim. But uh, I've heard about you. And you know, we serve the same God. You know, you've got, this is what he told me. He said, you've got Moses, we've got Musa. You've got Abraham, we've got him. I said, there's a difference. I believe Jesus Christ is the son of God and we'll prove it by the miracle that will happen. And the gentleman had also been in an accident and so he had metals in his hand and he couldn't lift. And so we prayed, boom, the hand was able to lift. 
And and yet I hear the Lord today telling me, forget the former things. Behold, the Lord is doing something new. Now, all those things were happening before I was ordained or any church leader of any sort. Because when I had read in the Bible, before somebody could confuse me and tell me it's for, I read and it said, these signs will follow those who believe. So I checked, I discovered, I believed. And then I found another part where the Lord Jesus says, if you believe, you do these things I've been doing. And greater things. Before somebody could come and give me a spiritual meaning, I read it as it was. So, huh? Greater things. So I started reading everything he did. And that's, and that's what we're aiming for. Praise God. Since we're looking unto Jesus, the author and, and finisher of our faith. But let me just allow a few people to catch up by saying something. The earth was designed to listen to sons of God. And I would want you to know that when we got born again, and some of you are not born again, I'm so glad in a few seconds you will be. But you must understand that the earth has been waiting for sons of God to be manifest. When you read Romans 8.19, we're told the earnest expectation of creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. Let's go on. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. And look at this. Because the creation itself will be delivered from bondage of corruption. Then what will it go into? Into the glorious liberty of the children of God. You know, the word liberty would have been enough. But do you know what God calls our lives? He says it's glorious liberty. And... You know, in the conferences, we can give you certain basics. But these are things I want us to go back and study. What does it mean to have glorious liberty? Praise God. I want us to know, ladies and gentlemen, that by virtue of being children of God, we have become heirs of God. We are heirs of God. Like I said, I'm touching a number of basics. But these are things I want you to know. And that's why we can confidently call it a dominion conference. That's why we can confidently tell you to go and dominate. It's because of who we've become. When you read Romans 8 from verse 15, we're told something. Hmm. And you know, um, this year I embarked, I I wanted to read the New Testament again, but very slowly. uh, Because I'd read it a few times. And I told myself... Even those scriptures which have even reached a place where they've become memory. I, I want them to, you know, he says, I'll give you a heart of flesh, not a heart of stone. It's a heart that, it's movable. Like I should be able to see John 3.16 and say, hey. And so he says, you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. That's not the spirit you received. What will happen? Where am I heading to from here? But you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Verse 16. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit. You see that word again? That we are children of God. That's why if you're born again, you know it. If you're in the place of maybe, you may not be. Because when you're born again, you know it. The spirit bears witness. 
And the next verse, I've been building up just to give you this verse. It says something. And if children, they heirs. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Heirs of God. Now, I sat down and I was thinking. You know, there are people in society who are respected because maybe they're an heiress to a hotel or something like that. But then, you're told you're an heir of God. When you read it from the Passion Translation, it says, and since we are his true children, we qualify to share all his treasures. For indeed, we are heirs of God himself. Since we are joined to Christ, we also inherit all that he is and all that he has. We inherit all that he is and all that he has. How it saddens me when I meet a believer who does not know what Christ really did for them. What's the whole point of him coming, receiving all those lashes on the cross? What's the whole point of that crucifixion physically, even of the soul? For you to still see yourself as a grasshopper. What's the whole point of that? For you to still think you can sit down and because somebody out there cuts a black chicken, your life stops moving. It's a glorious liberty of the saints, ladies and gentlemen. A glorious liberty. We've, we've become heirs of God. Praise God. And I just want to share two more thoughts. You know, with a conference, it's hard to those, those with church know me. Just this topic, we're probably going to go and have 15 Sundays. I don't mind. Even if it's the, even if it's the whole year, until everyone gets it. Praise God. Because it says, preach the word. But just a few thoughts. You know, we can live and we must live a life differently from everybody else. Acts 1 verse 5. I just want to share one thought with you, you know. I always used to ask myself, why? And that's why it's important if you've not received the Holy Spirit to receive him today. But I always used to ask myself, why Peter and John, maybe Peter ran away, why John was not qualified? To witness. I always used to wonder. I would have understood if it was us. But these gentlemen were with Jesus. Some of them even to the point of crucifixion. And when he resurrected, he met them. And then the Lord Jesus tells them, wait until the gift my father promised. And he tells them, you receive power to be witnesses. And you know, to be a witness is to give evidence beyond reasonable doubt. And I find it interesting that only the Holy Spirit was qualified to empower them to witness. You know why? Because it's only the Holy Spirit who was present at the resurrection. And what they were to witness was the resurrection power. Because without the resurrection, what they would have been witnessing is a funeral. 
They would have just been given the life history of Jesus. We used to be with him and then this and this. But then the message they were to bring out was the message of the resurrection. And the spirit of God was present. And the resurrection took power. And he says, I'll give you power to witness. Praise God. And that's why in this place, thousands of years later, we can still say we sense, we can sense the glory of God. We can sense that Jesus is in this place. Ladies and gentlemen, during the time when Jesus was around, there is something interesting that we see about that period of time. In that time, they were Roman citizens and they were Israelites. Now, they were occupying the same place, but they had different rights. In short, you could be neighbors, but this one is a citizen and this one is an Israelite they will live a different quality of life despite being in the same geographical space that shows you that citizenship is not limited to geography citizenship is about rights and so that is why the disciples asked him a question when he told you know you'll be baptized with the Holy Ghost the disciples asked him a very interesting question the disciples asked saying uh, are you now going to restore the kingdom I just want you to, just, just to get this, we'll end on this one. When he says, are you now going to restore the kingdom? They were trying to say, look, we are disadvantaged because we are Israelites and we heard that there's a Messiah. Messiah comes, he'll be able to defeat perhaps the Romans for our sake. So when he talks about the baptism of the spirit, they were saying, no, no, we want a physical kingdom. They go like, are you now going to restore the kingdom to Israel? And then Jesus says, uh, flow with me, I think we're now in verse six or seven. Jesus says, um, the father is the one who come out from the passion, please. It was just for one verse. Jesus says something interesting. Verse 7, please. It is not for you to know the times or the dates which the father has set. In verse 8, he says something. But you will receive power when the spirit of God has come. And you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, and all the ends of the earth. What do you see there? He's trying to tell them the problem is you're thinking physical. You're thinking, okay, until Israel becomes liberated from the Romans, then we'll be fine. But he tells them, no, 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 no. When the Spirit of God comes, you receive power and you'll be able to witness me in Jerusalem, Judea, and the ends of the earth. They weren't going to be limited to what every other Israelite was limited to because the Spirit of God breaks limitations. I don't know if you're getting what I'm trying to say. In short, you may be here praying, Lord, when will the dollar go back to 15? Now, it may not be for you to know the dates which have been set for the dollar to go back to 15 kwacha. But you can receive power to still be an international trader. <laughs> I don't know if you are getting my point. To still be able to do cross-boarding business. You can be in the same vicinity but different citizenship. And so for you, you follow what your kingdom says. Praise the Lord. Somebody say heirs of God. There's a word that kept ringing when I was preparing. About 40 or more times when I did my study in the scriptures, there's a sentence that I find a lot. And I've been very curious about it. I'm still, you know, I'm still meditating on it. And it's the verse I want us to close with. 
in Colossians 6 verse, 1 Corinthians 6 verse 16. Something very interesting. 1 Corinthians 6 16. Say, I'm an heir of God. God makes a promise. He says, do you not know? I think I've given you the wrong one. Praise God. Give me 2 Corinthians 6, verse 16. Because that one talks about sexual morality. And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God. They will be my people. As we take time to study the word, I want us to meditate on these verses. I want you to take time to meditate on that. That's the promise he made. He says, I will be their God. He's God of all creation. But for these people, he specifically says, I will be their God. These heirs of God, he says, I will be their God. That means they can personalize him. They can have a personal relationship with him. And not only that, he can be their advantage. Because if you study the olden days, your God determined whether you won a victory or not. That's why they would raise banners. They would raise Jehovah Jireh. They would raise all those things. And then this side, the other guys would also have their own gods. But then he makes a promise. He says, I will be their God. He's their their backup. (laughs) He's their source. He's their sustainer. What kind of life is that? It's a life of dominion. Praise God. And we'll continue having these meetings until everyone in the body of Christ knows this. Praise God. I want every eye closed and I want to ask a question. Is there somebody in this place who's saying, Apostle, you've preached the word, but before we can get to the aspect of dominion, I don't think I'm born again. I've not given my life to Christ. And when it comes to salvation, it's very easy to know. It's very easy to know. Because when you're saved, you know it. When you're saved, you know it. He, you, you, he witnesses to your spirit. And when it comes to salvation, this is something you don't take chances with. This is one of those things that when we call the auto call, you run for. I'm saying this because if you're thinking, oh, what would that one think? Or what would that one think? It won't help you. And if you decide I'll do it from my seat, no, that's not the way. Jesus has to give a public testimony of you before heaven. So if you're here and you're saying, Apostle, I want to give my life to the Lord. Peter says, make your election sure. I don't want you to leave this place with a maybe. With a maybe I'll miss when the Lord Jesus comes. I don't want you to leave this place with that. So I want to give you a moment. If you're one of those who's saying, Pastor, please help me with this. And you know, it's interesting. You may have grown up in a religious home but you've just never made that decision. And maybe you strayed along the way. This is not an auto of condemnation. It's not an auto of condemnation. You don't have to clean yourself up first. The Lord is here and he's ready. So if you're one of those people, I would like you just to raise your hand very quickly. You can raise it now. If you're in a position where for you, you backslid. I would want you to join them, though, in your own space. The Bible says those who are spiritual should restore such a one. I don't want you to walk out of this place in that place, in that position. 
I don't know, I think I'm born again, but the Lord has to restore me. I've just backslidden. If you are one of those, come, but be on this section because there are different kinds of teachings you need. Be on this section. No longer slaves. Raise your hands. I want you to say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe you, son of God. I believe you came in the flesh. You died, you were buried, and you rose again. I confess you as my Lord. Amen. Now keep your hands lifted. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Praise God. The presence of God is all over you. Now, I'll tell you something. The life God designed for you is not a life of up, down, up, down, up, down, hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold. No, that's not the life he designed. And so, even as the Lord restores you, I want to assure you that this is the set path. This is the set path. Praise God. Raise your hands. I want you to say after me. Say in the name of Jesus. I'm restored. I'm forgiven. I'm free. Keep your hands lifted. Now, Spirit of the living God, touch these people. Touch them. Touch them in the name of Jesus. If someone has been struggling with an addiction, it's broken now. Maybe you've been struggling with some bad habits they have destroyed now. Maybe you've been struggling with condemnation. It's touching you now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I sense the presence of the Lord. I said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Just like that, you are strengthened again. Just like that, you are strengthened again. In the name of Jesus. The power of God is moving upon this people. You are strengthened. And you are strong. You are strong. You are strong. Yes, you are strong. You've got strength in your inner man. You are strong. I'm no longer service. I have been so blessed and I know you have been too. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. You can reach the city of the Lord Church on 0 9 3 
0882. If you are unable to call, you can email us on the city of the Lord Zambia at gmail.com or reach us on Facebook at the city of the Lord Church. Stay blessed.